I'm a lectionary preacher, which is to say that in my preaching, I tend to stay pretty close to the text of the scriptures that are appointed for any given day. I assume that the world of the Bible is the real world, and that we are a part of its story, and that the goal of a sermon is to bring us to that point where we can see that truth for ourselves. And in order to do that, we need to stay close to the scriptures. Uh, But today, I'm going to break from my ordinary pattern uh, and start not from the Bible, but from the liturgy, uh, specifically from the first proper preface for Lent. So the proper preface, for those who aren't familiar with that term, is, is a phrase that changes according to the season, and it comes right before the sanctus, and right after the words, it is right and a good and joyful thing. Um, We have a different proper preface for every season of the year, and during Lent, there are two prefaces that we have, Um, and you can find the first one by turning to page 379 in the Book of Common Prayer, if you wish to follow along. Page 379 in the Red Prayer Book. Here's how... The Lenten proper preface goes. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who was tempted in every way as we are, yet did not sin. By his grace, we are able to triumph over every evil and to live no longer for ourselves alone, but for him who died for us and rose again. So that's the first proper preface for Lent. Let's start with the first statement in that preface, where we hear that Jesus was tempted in every way as we are, yet did not sin. I remember a time when I was in the youth group at my church. Someone was explaining to us about the temptations that Jesus faced in the wilderness, and why he was able to overcome them. And the person explaining it said that, well, of course, Jesus was able to overcome them because Jesus was God and God cannot sin. Therefore, Jesus did not succumb to temptation. I remember sitting there with my peers and kind of had this look on our faces. We all sort of had the same thought, which was, well, okay. If Jesus couldn't sin, then was he really tempted? Was he really tempted in every way as we are, as the proper preface says? Here's another way to ask that question. Was Jesus really a human being? Was he actually fully human as we are? I don't know about you, But I find it pretty hard to be a Christian. Being a Christian asks me to love my neighbor when I would rather hate them. Being a Christian requires me to give and to be generous with my money when I would rather keep it all for myself. Being a Christian means disciplining my tongue when I would rather lash out and being content with what I have rather than being envious. 
and being chaste when I would much rather be lustful. I find it extremely hard to live up to the standards to which the Christian life has called me, has called us all, which is to say that I give in to temptation all the time. Today's opening collect affirms that we are assaulted by many temptations. Assaulted. To my ears, that rings absolutely true. Temptation is like an assault on the soul. Is it possible that Jesus felt that way, too? Was he really tempted in every way, as we are? Does he know what it feels like to be one of us? The answer has to be yes. It has to be. Because if the answer is no, it means that Jesus wasn't fully human and cannot, in fact, understand the struggle of being a human being. And as the ancient theologians were fond of saying, that which Christ did not assume, Christ did not redeem. If Jesus didn't take on our humanity, then he has not saved it. If the Christian faith is to have any relevance in our lives whatsoever, it has to be true that Jesus was tempted in every way as we are. It has to be. Or else we're just wasting our time. The good news of the temptations of Christ is that we are not alone in our temptations because Jesus has suffered them already and he knows exactly how it feels. We worship a God who is present with us in temptation and in the struggle and suffering that comes along with it, who knows temptation intimately, who overcame it by the grace of God alone, by his oneness with the Father in the unity of the Spirit. That's why our faith is not in vain, because Jesus Christ is one of us, and because he is without sin, he is able to save us from it. But the Lenten proper preface doesn't end there. It goes on to say that by Christ's grace, we are able to triumph over every evil and to live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died for us and rose again. What this means, friends, is that we are not doomed to a life of failure by giving in to all the temptations that we face, but that by the grace of God, we shall overcome them. We are able to triumph. And for someone who finds it very hard to be a Christian, that truly is good news. We are not alone in temptation, nor are we alone in our victory over it. For it is Christ who is with us from beginning to end. Christ is with us. Yes, us as individuals, but even more, Christ is with us as a whole body, a whole people. The gospel is not concerned so much about individuals and their individual morality as it is about the whole body of the faithful living faithfully together. By the grace of God with us, we can triumph over every evil. 
And that can only happen if, if we represent Christ to one another. If in some way we are able to be Christ to each other. If we are to have any chance of victory over evil. And our lives are about more than just ourselves and our own interests. It's only because we have the presence of Christ, the tempted one, with us. It's only by his grace that we can live as we are called to live and to be the people that God has created us to be. It's only a brief moment in the liturgy, a phrase sandwiched between the Sursum Corda and the Sanctus. It probably goes unnoticed most of the time. But if we take the time to hear it and to sit with what it says to us, we won't come away empty-handed. Because as this Lenten proper preface tells us, Jesus knows what it's like. He faced the same temptations that we do. He is one of us. He has felt what we feel, which is why we can trust him and trust in the power of his grace to touch our lives. By his grace, we can be about something more than just ourselves and become free to love one another as Christ has loved us to the glory of his name. Amen.